Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Ben Rogers. Morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Nearly the weekend. I know that doesn't mean as much in lockdown, but we've got to celebrate these little things. So I hope you're all doing really well. Um, today, we're looking at Matthew 9, which, as Josh was saying yesterday, is coming out of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus has unpacked some of his sort of his most core fundamental teaching um, and the news of his teaching and his miracles are spreading all throughout the region. So it's kind of the the biblical equivalent of going viral. He's just got loads and loads of followers everywhere he goes. He's surrounded by a crowd. But what that means for us is we should remember that there would probably have been hundreds of requests for healing, prayer, guidance coming to him from these crowds. But because this was God in limited human form, Jesus can be in every place and conversation at once. So I think when we read passages like this, we should always consider why Jesus chose to perform the miracles he did. And also why of the many signs and wonders he performed, these are the ones that are included in the gospel account. So let's just keep that in mind as we read this passage. Um, And we're jumping in at uh, Matthew 9. So while he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him. That's knelt before Jesus and said, my daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him and so did his disciples. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if only I touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, go away, the girl is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went, to, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up and news of this spread throughout all that region. So that's two miracles in one there. And then we read the second one. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors... The blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. So just coming back to what I started about saying sort of why does Jesus respond to these people why does he take note of these people of all the requests he would have been getting Um, and I think just looking at the synagogue leader um, the clue is in how he approaches Jesus we read the synagogue leader came and knelt before him Um, and I think you know this is a man of intellect a man of significant community standing he was probably from the same crop of Pharisees and Sadducees that Um, mocked and sneered Jesus all the way through the gospel but here we see him kneeling down before Jesus this sort of relatively unknown teacher from Nazareth and I think Jesus probably looked down at him and just thought yeah that's that's what my father is about and I'm going to heal this man's daughter and he responds to this act of humility by 
committing to walk a really long distance to um, their house. And then, yeah, we see that, that same thing coming out in the other two stories as well. First, the woman who is too ashamed of her bleeding to make a scene in the crowd or to ask him directly to his face. So she just touches his robe from a distance. And Jesus's response is so gentle and dignifying. I just think it's really, really beautiful. And he just says, take heart, daughter. Um, and he's saying, you know, you're not unclean to me. You're not unworthy to me. And I'm going to heal you. So we see her, her humility in approaching there. And we see it as well with the blind men. They, they, the thing they ask for is mercy, first and foremost, for God to have mercy on them. And they think they're just too unworthy to ask for anything more. And again, Jesus chooses to respond to their humility because of the way they approach. So that's the first one, I think, that, that Jesus is responding to the humility sees in these people, but also to their faith. That's something that we read in all three of these stories. So the synagogue leader doesn't even phrase it as a question. He doesn't say, you know, I've heard you've, you, you can do some miracles. Would you mind coming to my house and maybe you can heal my daughter? He just says, my daughter's died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. He's just so confident that just a touch of a hand from Jesus can heal her. And again, I think Jesus would have seen that and gone, I'm going to respond to that act of faith. I love that. Um, and then what does he say to the woman that touched his cloak? He said, your faith has healed you. Just her approaching him and saying, you know, I, I think just touching his cloak will heal me. He responds to that faith. And then finally, the blind men as well. He says to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they say, yes, Lord. And then he says, well, according to your faith, let it be done to you. I think God just loves faith. He loves belief in spite of the odds. And he loves it when we come to him boldly and ask for something, believing in his power to do it and to change situations just like that. I know it can be hard to sustain faith, and particularly when you're praying about something for a really long time or something that's a really tricky situation, it can be easy to lose faith. But stories like this always prompt me just to, to pray bigger prayers and, and to ask God for what I want most and let him decide the outcome and often let him do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And maybe he's speaking some of these words to you today. Um, Take heart, daughter. Sons, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Well, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Either way, let's make this, these two things, our starting point for prayer, both on this call and also just as we're sort of alone throughout the, the next week. Let's approach with humility, laying our crowns before him, accepting our inadequacy and his divine power. And let's ask in faith, believing in his power to move, because Jesus loves hearing those two things. Thank you, Ben. Today we used Ben's message of approaching God with humility and asking with faith to pray into the difficult or long-term prayers in our lives. And then we prayed specifically for healing for our friends and family who we long to see God heal. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily.